2: It's time to play like a Jet with your host, Scott
3: Mason. Play like a Jet, what does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard, gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Gardner's got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield. Allen, tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again. Brees lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quentin Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen.
0: This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason, you can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1 And we are going to break down the final OTA of the 2023 offseason Because the next time that the Jets take the field for any kind of team activities It'll be training camp in July, and so to break down this final OTA Our man on the scene for NJ.com, covering the Jets over there, Mr. Andy Vasquez Andy, what's going on, sir? How much, man, how you doing? Andy, I'm doing great, but one thing that I need you to do, and I've discussed this with other people too, I keep hearing about the music that's being played at these OTAs. Can we get a little representation from the Motor City and get some Bob Seger in there? I know you and I have talked about this before. The man does not get anywhere near enough respect, and I feel like if they were to play some of his music at the OTAs, it might lift the level of play a little bit.
1: At this stage of my life, I'm just happy if I remember or recognize a song. I'm aware of a song that's being played at OTAs <laughs> because everything's so, like, I don't know what's going on. So, uh, yeah, I, I, most of the time I don't even hear what's being played. But, yeah, I mean, with Sol being from the Detroit area, you'd think we'd get a little Bob Seger out there. Maybe something, you know, especially for a fall practice, you know, night moves, you know, with autumn closing in. Yeah, we could, we could definitely get something going there, but. And with all the night games this year, I mean, there's, de- there's ample opportunities. I, you know, I don't really have much pull, but we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an ear to the grindstone, as they say.
0: I'm hoping that the smoke maybe clears up the minds of the Jets' brain trust in terms of the songs they're playing, because we've got to get Bob Seeger out there in honor of you and Robert Sala being from Detroit. It must have been crazy, though, speaking of the smoke, to be out there on Friday for that last practice. I would imagine you've never been to a practice with anything like that before.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, the crazy day was Tuesday because we were at practice. And it was a little, maybe a little hazy, and then I had tickets to the Yankees game at night. And you know, you start hearing stuff like something's coming in, and then yeah, I wasn't really paying attention on the train in the city. Things started to look a little weird, and then we get to the I get to the Bronx, and it's like, is it? Oh my god, it must be storming because there had been like thunderstorms in the area. And then I'm like, no, and I was like, oh wow. And then you're sitting outside this game, and I don't think they would have played it if they had realized or anybody had realized what was going on but it was like you know my eyes were burning and it was, like the next day I was supposed to play golf um, and I was like I feel like I feel like I smoke cigarettes or I don't smoke cigarettes so why do I feel like this and I was like yeah I'm not going outside to play golf but by the time Friday came around honestly it was pretty cleared out um, like they practiced outside. It wasn't, I mean, I know maybe the air quality was a little bit worse than it normally was, but I think everything kind of cleared out by that time. And I'm pretty sure they practiced inside on Thursday. But, um, I mean, it was just a very strange week in terms of that. And the, the strange thing was, like, you, you knew the Jets weren't going to practice or cancel this last OTA practice because they needed to get a little bit more work in with them taking next week off. So, um it was just interesting to see a little bit there, kind of hung, like, are, are they going to get it in or are they not? But, but they ended up getting it in, and it really wasn't uh, too weird or, or or different than normal. But the the lead up to it and, and that Tuesday, it's crazy.
0: As it pertains to the on-field action, we'll start where we always do, which is with Aaron Rodgers and... Some nice throws by Mr. Rogers, one to Xavier Gibson, which is nice because obviously you'd like to see Aaron Rodgers forging relationships and connections with as many of these receivers as possible. Even somebody like Gibson, who's probably a long shot to make the roster at this point. A nice pass to Garrett Wilson as well, who had another good showing. We'll get to that in a second, but Aaron Rodgers on the field making some plays. They're not wearing them out. You don't expect to see a ton of them, but so far it's nice that he's been at these OTAs. They haven't been mandatory. Perfect attendance anyway. That's exactly what you'd like if you're a Jets fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll get into a little bit why he had perfect attendance. Not the most ideal reason, but it ended up working out well in the end. And, you know, I know a lot of non- you know, Jets Jets fans are excited about Rodgers. I know a lot of Jets fans are, are, you know, using the term that he's washed or whatever they say about old guys now. Uh, look, I don't. We're not going to know until the season starts. But everything with his arm, they, especially considering he's not 100 with his with his calf, everything I've seen with his arm would lead me to believe uh, he's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, maybe not as good as he was 10 years ago, but like the arm is still precise it still has more zip on the ball than i've ever seen more accuracy um and you're like a couple times of practice you're just like damn okay this is low. If this is Aaron Rodgers throwing passes for the jets in a practice is that's what's happening here so i mean and you can't ignore it it's like his arm is that good so yeah i mean i don't know what it's going to all look like when you put it together and you put the blocking and the, and the jets all, weapons and and all that in front of them but um I mean, there's no reason to think that that he can't still be a very good quarterback from from what we've seen. And then, yeah, I mean, Garrett Wilson continues to be good uh, and and make a big impression. Um, And, and, you know, those young guys stood out, and Rodgers shouted out Gibson and um, I'm forgetting the other guy right now, but I have it in front of me here. i got to find it, but I don't have it in front of me here. i got to find it. But he shouted out two of the young wide receivers um, at the end of, of his press conference or in the middle of his press conference and in two undrafted guys. And like you said, you know, long shots maybe to make the, the roster, but a lot less long shots now than they were get into, you know, a, a week ago. And when Aaron Rodgers gives you a vote of approval, uh, we all know that's how Alan Lazard's, you know, journey to getting on the field started. So it, it certainly doesn't hurt. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if those guys are already almost locked to make the practice squad because, you know, they showed something Aaron Rodgers and, and and that's a cool moment for them and, and a cool moment for um, Rogers to do that because he doesn't have to do that. But I, th- I thought that was a, a kind of a cool thing that he did.
0: I was going to mention Alan Lazard because you're 100% right. That's exactly how Alan Lazard stuck with the Packers. Rodgers took a liking to him, saw something in him, and really pushed for Alan Lazard. And as we saw in the third episode of Flight 23, Seth Bradley, who of course came on the show, the director of the series, who works for One Jet's Drive as the executive producer of all their films, he said that there was a scene on the cutting room floor that people didn't get to watch in the series of nathaniel hackett talking about how when he saw alan lazard in jacksonville he said there's no way this kid will ever make an nfl roster there's just nothing special about him he was six five so he had that going for him but there was nothing that made him stand out and then even when he got to green bay he still thought i don't think this guy has it but To his credit and to Aaron Rodgers credit Rodgers saw something believed in him Lazard worked hard the two of them Developed the chemistry and now Lazard of course a very successful wide Receiver in the NFL who just got a really Nice contract and by the way Andy the Player you're talking about is Jason Brownlee Who Eric Edholm from NFL.com their draft analyst And general assignment reporter As well talked about as somebody He really liked as a Jets signing As an undrafted free agent so you See Brownlee and Gibson already Getting words of encouragement from Aaron Rodgers As you said, that's a positive sign Maybe they don't make the roster, but maybe they stick On the practice squad. Brownlee made A really nice play, but it wasn't with Aaron Rodgers. It was with Zach Wilson Zach Wilson had another bit of an up and down day He's been somewhat inconsistent But again, it's OTAs And the plan is for Zach Wilson to not play this year And hopefully not play next year So the idea is, let him learn Let him make his mistakes in these practice settings And hopefully he improves So the fact that he's been a little up and down Especially at this juncture This early in the rebuilding process Of his psyche and his mechanics and all that Is not really that big of a deal
1: Yeah, and I mean... Look, I, I've been on the record repeatedly saying that I don't see how this works out in any way, shape, or form long term with the Jets, and uh, I mean, I'm not going to continue to focus on that because it just doesn't, he's he's far away, except for he could end up on the field this fall if he really is the backup for Rodgers, and that's an interesting storyline. I still don't see that happening, but the Jets seem like pretty damn gung-ho about it, and when you listen to Rodgers speak, it's like, he seems to believe that like Zach Wilson's going to be the quarterback here after me. Now that doesn't. Who knows what all that really means and what happens if the Jets get a, an opportunity to trade Zach Wilson for something of value? But also, you know, from the way Rodgers has spoken pretty consistently since he was traded, it, it seems like he would be miffed if they got rid of Zach Wilson. So they read into that what you will. Could be nothing, but it, it just that's an interesting thing that I've picked up on recently because he's going out of his way to to really. You know, work with the guy and praise him. So, um, but like, look, I'm not going to sit here and be like Zach Wilson was good or bad during OTAs. I don't, I don't know. It's they're they're practicing in freaking pads. I mean, they're not practicing in pads. They're practicing in t-shirts and shorts. There's no real pass rush. Look, he, to me, it looked like he was moving his head through the reeds more completely than I'd seen him before. Again, I don't know what that means when. Guys are actually chasing him down and trying to hit him, and, and basically everybody else said as much, including Salah and and Nathaniel Hackett. So, don't doesn't matter if it's good, doesn't matter if it's bad. Just we're at the stage where like he can still throw. The, he wasn't a total disaster where he embarrassed himself and made it like he couldn't go on as a viable option for being the backup quarterback this year. That's basically all you can take from this. So let's get to training camp and see what happens. But, um, you know, for him, it would be a remarkable story if, if he was somehow able to come back and have a successful career or or an average career considering how it started. And if that were to happen with the Jets, it would even be, you know, something a, a script writer for a movie couldn't write. So that that's kind of where we're at with Zach Wilson. But, um, you know, it, it's definitely he seems to be humbled and and seems to have a great attitude about about this situation and it's easy to have a, a good better attitude about this situation when you know your your childhood hero is a now in the building and helping you get better and has a very hands-on yeah. approach to it obviously it seems like and, and b um he's advocating for you publicly so uh, i think you know, it's, it's definitely a very interesting thing to watch going forward, but I wouldn't put much stock on what we saw or didn't see on the field the last six weeks.
3: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com.
2: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Andy, we talked about Garrett
0: Wilson before him making a really good catch. It wasn't just Aaron Rodgers. He made one with Tim Boyle as well. Garrett Wilson has been getting rave reviews. Again, it's OTAs, but we all know how talented Garrett Wilson is, so it's nice to hear a continuation of what he did last year that helped him win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then in terms of drills, Makai Becton, Getting in more work than we'd seen before on the sideline, that's a positive sign. And get-off drills. Bryce Huff, Jermaine Johnson, and Will McDonald all showing out just drills but still these are three young edge rushers that the Jets are counting on to really begin to blossom and so to see them do well in these get off drills is certainly a positive sign especially Will McDonald as we know from what Albert Breer tweeted out Will McDonald actually beat Carl Lawson on some of these get off drills very impressive for somebody who has no NFL experience yet
1: Yeah I mean it's it's he's super athletic and and has length and gifts. Um, and I'm not going to say we can't take anything from this stuff. I mean, like all, all that stuff is ad- as advertised. Guys, you know, you can see it there. It's, he's hyper-explosive and his teammates, you know, believe in his athleticism too. So um, they're, they're not like they, – they know how good he has the potential to be. Now we'll see how he puts it together. But, I mean, that's, that's cool and, and a good sign. I will also say that Carl Lawson looks um, – I'm getting like 2021 20, vibes before he got hurt. I mean, the guy looked like – you know, a, a, a God, basically. I mean, he's just, like, so big and jacked, and and he looks like that again. I mean, he looked a little bit maybe slimmed down last year, but, I mean, he's totally as jacked as, as you can imagine. Um, he looks like he's very much ready to go, and I would be very excited about, you know, I don't know if I use the proper wordage or whatever to describe it, but, like, that dude looks ready to play some football. And coming off of seven and a half sacks last year, um, and and with the, the Achilles another year in the, in the rearview mirror, I would expect him to be um, very good. Well, but we'll have to see. But, but yeah, he he looks good, and obviously Garrett Wilson continues to be really good. And one of the interesting things that Aaron Rodgers said after was like, at least once a practice, he's looking back at the coaching staff and being like, "Wow, like are you serious? Like he just do that." Um, so I think it's you know he's continuing to build on the stuff. That, that he showed last year and, and having Aaron Rodgers to throw him open um, is only going to help him. And, you know, some of the other stuff we saw, like you mentioned, with, with Becton, uh, definitely doing more, definitely uh, a lot slimmer than he used to be to the point where it took a couple of times seeing him out there doing work to, to recognize him, that he's that much slimmer. Um and we'll see how that works and what that looks like. It's, he's obviously going to be one of the most interesting storylines heading into training camp. Um, er, the guys who looked good last year continue to look good. We didn't see much of Corey Davis at the end. I guess he was there earlier. We saw some photos from earlier in camp. But but it's going to be interesting to see what part he plays. Uh, but, yeah, all, all these guys, you know, looked. there was nothing that was alarming. I'd say the the rookie tight end, Kuntz, he, he had – he was used quite a bit, but had a, a a drop and a fumble, So not an ideal start for him. But again, he probably wasn't going to, you know, he's going to be like a depth guy or or you know, a third or fourth guy this year. And we saw Jeremy Ruckert make some some nice plays and a bit of an impact, uh, maybe not the last week of OTAs, but in the middle. So um, that's going to be interesting. And, and the other thing was we saw C.J. Uzama get hurt and limp off the field look to be grabbing at his upper right thigh. Uh, I think Connor Hughes of SNY reported later that it's not a concern for training camp. I mean, training camp is six weeks away, so of course that's what the team or whatever we'll be seeing out there, but we'll be putting out there or, or, and the Zamas people will be putting out there, but let's see what he looks like uh, when they report to camp and if he's on the field. But other than that, I think I covered it all.
0: I will point this out when we talk about Garrett Wilson and how insanely gifted he is. Think about what he did over 1100 yards, his rookie year. I know everybody will say that Aaron Rodgers has played with some really gifted wide receivers. Of course he has, and that the best of them was Devontae Adams. But people forget, Devontae Adams had fewer yards his first two years combined than Garrett Wilson did his rookie season. And not only that, but it wasn't until year three that we saw anything close to 1,000 yards from Devontae Adams. He had 997. His first Pro Bowl wasn't until 2017, his fourth year. And his fifth year was his first year going over a thousand yards. That was thirteen hundred eighty-six yards. That was when he really established himself. As an elite wide receiver in 2018 Garrett Wilson is so far ahead of where Devontae Adams was At this point in his development It's insane how much upside and potential Wilson has And what he could eventually become And so I think that's really what Aaron Rodgers was referring to When he said he looks at Wilson at least once a practice And thinks, wow, because look at where this kid is already in his career Speaking of Rodgers, he spoke after practice So did Nathaniel Hackett, so did Zach Wilson, And then before practice, we heard from head coach Robert Sala. What did all these guys have to say, Andy? Um, Rogers,
1: just going back to what you were just talking about with Garrett Wilson. He said that like at some point in the near future, maybe not this year because he's still really high on on Devontae Adams with the Raiders as being the best receiver in the league. But he said there's a good chance that in the next couple of years, the Jets are going to have the best receiver and cornerback in football. So he's obviously been uh, impressed with sauce, too. Uh, and just said, like, I wrote a story about this, but the the most important thing kind of moving forward is for everyone on the team to step up the communication. So we want sauce and Garrett Wilson talking about like how they give each other trouble. Here's when you, when you do this to me, sauce, it makes it hard for me to get out of my break. Or when Garrett Wilson does a break, he wants him ex- explaining and Sauce has a hard time with it. He wants, you know, Garrett kind of, and Sauce kind of collaborating and and doing that kind of all over the ball. I will say you could see like there's a lot more conversation between everyone going on during practice, which I think Rodgers is facilitating and can only help them. So uh, I thought that was super interesting in terms of, you know, Rodgers saying that that's the next step for this team. Like the talent is clearly there for those guys, but they got to learn how to how to use all these opportunities that are going up against each other to make each other better. And and I think that's kind of a a cool, uh, you know, everybody kind of is like, you know, how much is Aaron Rodgers? People kind of roll their eyes and say like Aaron Rodgers will help these guys for like the rest of their careers. But I think this stuff, like, you know, if you don't have somebody like that forcing you to do it, maybe you never learn it and maybe you never do it. And and maybe it does really help them like for the rest of their careers. And and, maybe he also, you know, teaches them bad habits that, that he got for being a star that ruins them. But I, I think, like, it's more likely to go this way than that way. So um, uh, it, there is a definite real difference. Um, the other stuff that Rogers talked about, he did attend every OTA. He said his plan was to go back to to California for a week and work with his body guy and, and, and you know, have flexibility, all that stuff with his crew. But that once he heard his calf, it, it made more sense for him to stay here and that that opened up a lot of opportunities for him to do stuff with his teammates um, and that he was ultimately like glad the way it worked out because he got to do all of that stuff. And then said he was staying here a couple more days to continue working with, you know, the Jets training staff to make sure his body was right going into training camp. Um, uh, you know, I thought it was also telling that he talked about how the last six weeks have been the, the most fun he's had in, in a long time. And obviously it seems like half the stuff that comes out of his mouth now is a shot back at Green Bay. Um, that was definitely one, but also it, it doesn't seem like just a petty shot. I mean, it seems like he's really enjoying the input. Um, and I, and I think that's a big reason why too, is that where in green Bay, a lot of this stuff he was pushing for is they were like, nah, we're not doing it. Like you're a player, we're the coaching staff, we're the, we're the front office. I mean, the, the jets are. I wouldn't say they're entirely letting him run the show, but I would guess in terms of especially with the offense and what he likes and what he doesn't, it sure seems like he has a lot, a lot of input. Um, so uh, that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that works going forward too. But, uh, you know, he's clearly psyched to be here, clearly bought in. Um, you know, and the other thing, so we talked to Hackett and he said, you know, the offense still far away, has a long way to go. And then Roger said, yeah, that's coach talk. Like, we're I feel really good about where we're at. Um, so, I mean, it just tells you kind of where he's at. And then with the Zach Wilson stuff, he talked about how, you know, Zach has not made his life a living hell. Of course, Zach made the joke back in, I think it was January the last time we talked to him that if they, the Jets brought in a veteran quarterback, he would try to make his life a a living hell. And obviously when the Jets brought in Aaron Rodgers, that clip was played over and over again. Um, so, but he said, no, he's been nothing but great. He said, he's handled a really difficult situation. Um, great as well as could be expected. Also praised the way that he played and kind of took us through that they've been trying to, they basically stripped down his fundamentals and have taught him the new offense step-by-step, step, trying to get him to kind of rebuild it. Um, you know, his processing and his his footwork and fundamentals and, you know, had high praise. And Rodgers basically, like, said, we. So, and then, like, he was involved in, in, in stripping down the fundamental fundamentals. You know, if we talked to Zach Wilson and he said, you know, initially, when you know when you know the trade's coming. First, he said he had hung out with Rogers earlier in the offseason, you know, and given gotten advice from him and stuff, not knowing that this was going to be how it worked out. And then said, you know, initially, once the trade happens, like you're not thrilled because you want to be the guy. But he also said, I can't be bitter because I didn't play well enough, uh, and he didn't. So he said, it, and the ideal situation is this, right, where I get a guy, you know, who is my idol. Or, or my hero from childhood to come in here and help me be the best quarterback I can be. Um, also kind of maybe, not maybe, definitely, you know, mentioned that Mike LaFleur <laughs> is starting anew as well. Um, and somebody followed up on that and he said, you know, this is great to learn from a coaching staff that knows what they're talking about. So <laughs> um, I would I would assume that's a shot at, at Mike LaFleur. And, uh, you know, you know, Zach, who's been, Pretty taking all this on the chin pretty well, I think uh, you can give them that one. I'm sure many jets fans enjoyed enjoyed hearing that one as well. So um, I'll try to think of, of what else was said. Um, Robert Sala talked about uh, you know training camp and confirmed that the jets will be having joint practices with the panthers and the bucks. The specifics have not been ironed out, so that will mean uh, sometime in mid-August, uh, the bucks will be coming here. The Jets are hosting them. And I think in the uh, week, I think it's week two of the preseason, but week three, um, or the Jets' third preseason game is the Panthers. Whatever. Before that game, they'll be in. And I think the Panthers facility is at the very northern part of South Carolina. So they'll be practicing there for a couple days, I'm guessing, and and before their preseason game in Carolina. Um, And then with the Giants, there won't be the one joint practice this year just because. With the Jets doing the other two and and the way their schedule fell with the Hall of Fame game, it's not going to happen. And then the other thing with he's he was asked about hard knocks. And um, he gave, obviously, what was a very prepared answer that said, you know, I I know there's a lot of other teams out there that want to be on it, but we are not one of those teams. We'll see. But I I, I think that will look very good on the intro to hard knocks when when the Jets... First episode airs, but but who knows? I mean, Steph, def- something is up because like last year the Lions were announced in March. We're in, you know, midway through June now, and we still don't know who's doing hard not. So I don't know what kind of trump card the Jets have or what kind of influence they can use to uh, to not make it happen. But it sure seems like they're they're doing everything they can to avoid it.
0: I guess they don't want the circus to come to town, Andy. That would be my best guess on that one. Although I should say, reminding everybody, the last time the Jets were on Hard Knocks, they went to the AFC Championship game. So if you believe in that being something that you can tie it back to That would be a good thing. I just don't think that the Jets organization sees it that way at this moment. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the final OTA of the offseason with me. Really appreciate it. Remember, we've got training camp coming up next everybody's going to want to check out your content over at NJ.com. I know obviously anything about the jets that you want to know and want to read about will still be there, even though the jets aren't practicing again until late July. So what can people expect to see over there? And also how can they follow you on social media?
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez on Instagram at by Andy Vasquez all together. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I wrote on Friday a story about Israel Benikanda, the, the rookie uh, from Brooklyn and Pitt, uh, and who who may have a big role this year. So I went back kind of through his journey from Brooklyn stories on this website. Uh, you can check it out. A lot of people enjoyed it. And it has a lot of good background about kind of how, you know, he's going to be the youngest Jet in, in the history of the franchise if he makes his debut as, as everyone expects. So Ah, uh, first guy under 21 to play for the team in a game, which is which is pretty cool. Since the Jets have been around, and maybe not with the Jets name, but since 1960, so 64 seasons, they've never had a guy play before his 21st birthday. And uh, I wrote about his journey there. And then we will have a lot of stuff, a lot of fun Rogers stuff, just kind of uh, going over the honeymoon and all, everything that's happened and how ridiculous it's been, where he's been, what he's been up to. Um, And what it all means and then we're going to take a detailed look at the roster between now and the start of training camp and and figure out where the jet strengths weaknesses are and and what's up. So we'll have a a ton of stuff. Um, So yeah, nj.com and I'm at Andy underscore Vasquez on Twitter and by Andy Vasquez on Instagram.
0: Make sure you read Andy's profile of Israel Abanacanda and all his other great work over at nj.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some awesome, all 22 videos up on our channel. So watch and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. That's T E E public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, teepublic.com. That's TEEPublic.com. And be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital at
3: PlayLikeJet.com.